Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 130, episode 3 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers, fuck Fox News. It's Wednesday, April 22nd, 2020. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Who's down with PPE and quarantine? Who's down with PPE? It's Jack O.B. Uh, that is courtesy of Christian Gucci Mane. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, drugs is just what I got. I said thank God for that. Drugs is it's what I got. Thank God for that. Sometimes I cry in my house all day. And I get angry cause I can't go out and play Then I remember that I could smoke pot Play some FIFA and record from my spot Okay, thank you to Christy Yamaguchi Main hey, hey. With two for two on those AKAs uh, And for that sublime, just been in a real sublime mood Just shout out to Long Beach, you know what I mean? <laughs> love some sublime Gotta And love sublime. we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat By the hilarious and talented Shannon Carl Hi! Woo! This is my first time talking to other people in about a decade. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually my first Zoom, y'all. Dang! I'm I'm so excited. This is your first Zoom, Shannon? Yeah, it's been on my computer and everybody just FaceTime me. They just FaceTime me. Nobody wants to Zoom me, you know? Got it, got it, got it. I was like almost thinking... Wow, Shannon has been like living this life of like a monk of just completely covered. Like, no, this is the first time I've even video chatted. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I have been very monk-like, so you're not too far off on that, but we'll get yeah. into it, you know? You core in solo? Solo core? Yeah, yeah, with my cat, with just my 18-year-old cat, who is now the most demanding living thing I've ever experienced. She 18 just wants- 18 years old? Direct uninterrupted eye contact 24 7 like before she was like a lap cat now she's like you and me are in this together and i'm like you need to chill i'm like please mesmerism yeah whenever i go to the Uh, has she started smoking now that she's of legal age oh she's been smoking since she was about 11 okay oh wow late bloomer what happened i don't know but her lungs are good you know she's gonna yeah yeah she's a forever cat she's Uh, gonna last another decade <laughs> well, Shannon, uh, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. The blame immigrants strategy has come in in full effect uh, over the past few days at the, the start of this week, really, mm. both from the president and the White House and from uh, the meat industry. So we're going to look at that. Uh, We're going to ask the question of whether we should close grocery stores or at least uh, change the way that they function. And we're going to check in with that Texas governor uh, who's still horny for everybody to die for capitalism. Just Mm -hmm. wants wants you to know that he's willing to. I think we should take him up on that. Um, take we'll yeah. Oh, you mean take him up on it? Like be like, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. you, You down to die for the cap? Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, there are going to be opportunities. Like they've talked about, uh, we talked on yesterday's episode, I think, about uh, there are going to be people who we need to get the disease to see if like they can like get antibodies. So and be our he strongest be first workers. in line. Yeah. Lululemon is surprisingly racist, at least their art director. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about uh, coronavirus commercials, uh, what what the new formula is for ad wizardry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, Shannon, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I looked at the last two things that I searched. Uh, the very last thing was cat screaming, which was just those two words, which I think explains the panic and the sleeplessness I was in when I was Googling it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> my cat has just been absolutely like screaming. Like she sounds like like I'm squeezing her. And then you look at her and she's just chilling. She's just sitting there yeah. like, hey, wake up. It's 4 a.m. We got a jam. And I'm like, no, you need to chill. 
I like how you describe it as <laughs> screaming too, because my cats also do that. And sometimes my partner, Her Majesty, she'll she'll hear them in the middle and I say, What's that? And I'm like, just the cat's screaming. The cat's just yeah. screaming. No, just it's doing like because it's, it's not a yell. It's not like a wah. It's like no. Ah! It's like actual <laughs> like I someone I think is gonna knock and be like, hey, what's up with that little child you have in there? What are you yeah. doing to them? And I'm like, it's knock just it off with screaming. Cat. And then the other thing I googled was how to pierce your own tongue at home. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that is like, such a good idea. I was like, maybe it's not that hard. Like oh, I just shit. think it's. I just want to like pierce everything now. It's so weird. <laughs> I want to like pierce myself <laughs> and like do fucking weird shit. What's what's usually like the, is there a pattern where it falls into like you're looking in the mirror and you like touch your face and then you kind of get a hold of like part of your face. And you're like, hold on. I could just, I could just ram a needle through there. Yeah. Pierce like, that. Mm. I think I just want like more stuff to look at maybe. I'm just kind of bored <laughs> of my own face. I'm like, you know what? How can we just like rev this up? Like, let's get this going. I mean, you know, a lower, lower stakes version. Just learn Photoshop. And just tr- audition some of the the piercings first. Yeah, if there's a, f- a Photoshop that I could somehow incorporate onto my mirror, maybe I'll start painting on my mirror. So when I look at my myself and my reflection, like it's just more interesting. I don't know. Yeah, something. I saw an artist on Instagram yeah. that does that. Just takes like looks in the mirror and then uses her face as like a stencil to do like a portrait, and then begins like getting trippy with it. Oh, Pe- look, people that. are finding all kinds of ways to to make these mirrors work. <laughs> Yeah, mirrors, man. Mm. It's old technology, mirrors, but it's yeah. still jamming. Like, like, how do those work? Vermeer, like, just traced mirrors. He was, like, a great artist or seen as a master, but it turned out he just, like, traced mirrors. And that was how he did his whole thing. Did you ever use tracing paper to try and be better at drawing? Yeah, oh, I think yeah. it actually works, right? Because it, like, I teaches don't... you how to do, like, steady hand work i don't know if it helped me or just was like i was cheating at drawing and then would be like yo dude i'm or what i would do okay so i loved like video game art from the early 90s and i loved like battle toads which was like a a game franchise and i remember there was a, a cover of game pro magazine that i would i took tracing paper and i like i drew like pretty well for like eight years old and I brought it to school and like somebody was like, man, that's tracing paper. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> so then I was like trying to find like the thinnest white copy paper I could and would like you do jank tracing and be like, yeah, man, I just freehanded that shit. So Ugh. Yeah. Right. I think there just was like a shame. hack where you could use tracing paper and make it like really thick and then like turn it over and then just do like the mirror image of it. Like you could like kind of like rub over it and then you'd get it on real paper. Does that make wow. sense? Wow. See, the, this is what happens when you're not if blessed you with visual be skills. A fake ass bitch. You can yeah. do that. But I, I'm all for being authentic. If you don't know how to draw, just, just own it. Don't draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't. No, 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 no. Don't, no. Don't even like, don't embrace your shitty drawing style. Just don't draw. Just fucking don't do it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You they always talk you. about like how like Warhol was actually a great painter before he decided to like start you know, tracing and stenciling shit. But, like, he didn't really need to be. Right. Like, is there anybody who just, like, stencils shit and, like, can't draw worth shit, but, like, just traces stuff and, like, makes art out of that? Banksy? But, yeah, I guess we don't know. Yeah. I mean, those are all stencils. We don't know. I mean, we literally don't require anyone to be talented in any profession, though. Or they. Yeah, that's true. You don't need to be good at anything to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to do it. You just have to have no shame. That's really what we've yeah. learned in the last fifty years. Is to the to the victor go to the shameless go the spoils. Yeah, if you have no That's shame right. and no taste, you will thrive, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is something you think is underrated? Ooh, I think silence is so underrated. I am obsessed with silence. Like I mm. have just been sitting down, and and just like dazing out and i have no background noise on like the other day a hummingbird came by my window and i swear its little wings sounded like a motorcycle was going off and it was just like wow man wow like i'm just like really enjoying being in in stillness and like having outer body experiences when i take showers now it's it's (laughs) intense Wow. Without any like psychedelic enhancement or anything, that's just from like sensory deprivation, basically. Yeah. Basically, I think I just have spent so much time alone 
with my thoughts that now like <laughs> right. just a touch of like droplets of water from my shower head and I'm like, what is this? Yeah, start <laughs> like, levitating. You're like, my soul is leaving. <laughs> yeah, but more so than like, you know, like, oh, let's all talk about Tiger King. I'm like, yeah, have you guys tried fucking silence? It's dope. <laughs> you tried not Seriously. talking about ti- yeah, Tiger King? Yeah, I'm like, King? instead of your IG live, like, have you tried silence? It's addicting. I just, yeah, I like the flex of being so into your silence, like you're getting fucking angry at a hummingbird. You're like, yo, shut the fuck up. No. I'm trying to sit in silence. Whoa, please. man. I did not yell at the hummingbird. Oh, I would. I, for some reason, to me, like <laughs> what you were describing, when you described the hummingbird suddenly coming into it, I'm like, yo, that hummingbird better get the fuck away right now because no. we're trying to do this shit silently. I was okay with it. I was like, hey, okay. what's wow. up? Let's let's vibe. Let's chill. The hummingbird Truly was like- very zen. The hummingbird was like really hot. <laughs> like- uh, Another, another side hot. effect. Yeah, now everything is just like, oh, damn. You're like, I'm meeting the hummingbird's parents tonight. It's crazy, yeah. <laughs> My favorite meme was like, I forget what it was, but it was like some girl was like, yeah, he wants to marry me, and it's about her houseplant. Like, I feel like 100% <laughs> like I have sexual feelings for my houseplants now. Like, I'm like, what's up, Daniel? <laughs> like, it's so sick. I can see the houseplant behind you, and it is a oh, yeah. really attractive Strapping houseplant. young house houseplant. That's not that even is, my hottest yeah. plant. I have oh. a monstera that is like, keeps on Ow. just like multiplying, and I'm like, yeah. we get it. You are the alpha. We might have to propagate. Yeah. Have you guys ever scissored a plant? No, uh, I've, but you know, I'm open. I've my my plants are not substantial enough for how significant my legs are. For, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait until they're old. For enough. the way Miles scissors. The way yeah. I scissor, I need a I need a royal palm tree. Yeah, your thighs are like a little too ripped. I would say you need to soften <laughs> yeah. up in the quarantine. And I'll, we'll get into it later, but I have a complaint specifically with Lululemon, and the owner had something to say about that. Shannon, what is something you think is overrated? I think algorithms are overrated. <laughs> I I hate algorithms. I think they're trash. I wish we never came up with them. Like I hate like on streaming services how they think they know me and they know what I like because they always get me wrong. And I hate like mm. like everything. Like I hate what like every social media site shows me on my feed and like the people they hide away are actually always the people I want to see. And then I just like hate algorithms. I'm like, why? You don't know me. I just want everything to be like an absolute chronological list or like alphabetical. Like I want to see every movie. I don't want to see the movie that you think I want to see because I watched one Noah Centineo film. Like that's it. Stop. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, I think algorithms made the world a shittier place. Yeah. I feel like this could have been, or in theory, this would be a good moment for us all to just be like, shut the fuck up to all the algorithms and like the bubbles and all the different things that uh, kind of have inundated our our day to day lives and existences for the past five years. But because we're uh, in our homes, like we're almost even more uh, kind of surrounded by that shit than we have been in the past, and it is a little frustrating. Right. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I don't know how to get away from algorithms. It's kind of like inescapable and it's we, so annoying. It was like uh, algorithms have also robbed us of like that older kid who would tell us about a movie or book or album that used to be the al- like my algorithm used to be like my friend's older brother who would be yeah. like, yeah, oh, y'all listening to that? Nah, nah, nah. You listen to this. Or like, oh, what are you watching? Nah, this movie's the, oh, no, fuck, fuck that thing. Listen to this. And there's a way. I mean, obviously, it's coming through one person's narrow lens, but algorithms, like, in a way, like, we're outsourcing even having our own taste in a way to just sort of be like, yeah, fuck it, man. There's The options are so fucking bountiful now that I just be like, just please tell me what I like. Please just fucking tell me. It's very reductive, too. Like, you, if you just had your music taste dictated by algorithms, it would always just serve you more of the same. And, And if, like, people are then making music to the taste of the of the consumer, then it just I don't know. It's like very reductive. It just boils everything down to the lowest common denominator, I feel like. Um and it also does that with ideology. It like basically sends people down weird ideological rabbit holes. But yeah, you're right, Miles. Like I I feel like 
like all the things that I was glad I discovered were like through random shit, like walking by it when I was 12 and liking the album cover or hearing overhearing somebody like talk about Radiohead. I think it was actually I I was into Diddy and then Diddy started talking about how Radiohead was a huge influence on him and I was like, "Oh shit, I should check out Radiohead." Right, and right, right. <laughs> which is pretty random, but that that wouldn't be like a thing that an algorithm would would pick up on, I don't think. Well, I mean, I guess yeah, to to some extent, but yeah, I I long for those days, you know, of just some other, like, obviously we still tell people like what we like and whatnot, but there's something that always sometimes will lead back to, oh, how'd you find out about that? You're like, I don't know, dude, like on Instagram, it just showed this to me or like, oh, I don't know. Like, I think it just right. popped up on my, my feed. Yeah. Like, I feel like I get recommended stuff all the time that people are just like, yeah, it was on my discover Spotify. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> then I was also going <laughs> to see it in a minute. So thanks right. for nothing. Thanks for wasting my time. Yeah. I miss like uh, back in the day on the internet when you could just like go on random websites instead of just like, I get everything from the same website now. I remember like, yeah actual like message oh like how you, ha- you had like one website that was just for like music videos like people were just talking about music yeah. videos another website was just about like n- new graffiti styles remember that website that was like mixtapes and you could put like whatever you wanted oh, was it called mux tape it was oh, so was, good it was like this old website you could go and people would make really cool playlists but it was like not it was different, guys. I promise it was different it was than just different. Spotify. <laughs> yeah, it was so different, and you could use like any song you want. It could like you didn't have, you weren't limited to like whatever Spotify had, and that's how I used to find out about so many good bands. Oh, you could just upload like whatever you wanted to it. You're saying? Yeah. Oh. Damn, I sound um, like I'm like you know what we should bring back MySpace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, eventually that's overheaded. They tried, it failed. Yeah. What is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false or vice versa? Um, I'm just going to keep it topical and say I heard a lot of people complaining about how uh, dating during the quarantine over like video chat is like the worst. But I think it's actually really great. Like I've done some FaceTime dates and I think it's actually wonderful because you get like you get an actual room tour of people's apartments and stuff. And like it's like basically like MTV Cribs on right. a first date, and like I had people like show me all their books and like be like yeah check out this poster on my bedroom wall, and you get to be like in bed with them, but like no pressure to have sex because you can't. <laughs> so it's like actually better. Like I'm like you know what I'm just gonna zoom dates like all day, like right. for the rest of my life, because then it's like I- you can find out more about a person. Is that a thing like uh, before you'll be like, and are we going to both be doing room tours or are we just going to keep it straight to the face conversation? Like, can you add like what's too much to be like, okay, motherfucker, can you do a quick pan around your room? I want to see what kind of posters you have. Yeah. How early in the conversation does that happen? Yeah. Are you where you're like, show me around? Well, I never ask. They usually just offer. Um, But basically, I think it's like depends if the conversation is going well and if you're if it's an actual hang. Like if you're just like, hey, what's up? How are you? Uh, Are your parents divorced later? Bye. Then it's not going (laughs) to happen. But like on a good day where you're like, oh, okay, cool. We're chilling. Yeah, we're talking. Oh, man. Now we're hanging out. We're drinking. We're like talking about stuff. And then next thing you know, like, you know, you're automatically like talking about things that you like and then you everything that you like is in your space with you so it's like a date but a show and tell date where you're like oh yeah like i (laughs) like i went on a date with this guy and he loves fish and he started showing me all these like ridiculous fish video tour things that he had and i was like cool 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 which is kind of like also you don't want to get stuck on an hour date talking about fish but also different than like going to like a bar and just having a drink more interesting i think yeah. Fish like the animal or the jam band? The band. Wouldn't okay, that be great good, if good. he was just showing Oof. me videos of fishes? Just I don't know. Either one, that's right. pretty cool. Like if he's like, yo, man, Trey's a fucking Jedi, but anyway, you you should check out these these <laughs> fish that glow in the dark. I don't I, I don't know. Uh, if he had videos of cool fish tours, I when he said that, I was still thinking somebody who worked in an aquarium. And yeah. I was like, yeah. damn, what that look like? That's why I had to clarify. Is Honestly, it the Vermont jam band? I would love that. I have been trying to match with this guy who's a vet in the UK and like we'll match and we always like 
the, the time runs out. Like, it's on Bumble, and I keep on rematching him, coming like, hey, man, write me back, because he has, like, all these pets, and I just want to date a vet from the UK. So, like, someone <laughs> yeah. showing me fish videos is actually, like... Join the club, sister. The best. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the news. And we're back. So, I mean, we've seen the uh, rhetoric around the quarantine sort of devolve uh, in the past week. Uh, which was somewhat predictable since the rhetoric around everything seems to devolve these days. But uh, we're we're seeing Trump uh, kind of go towards uh, his previous strategy of blaming immigrants for everything. Yeah, again, number one strategy, can't get anything done, blame the immigrants, blame the immigrants. And that's what he's basically got a new immigration. Yeah. He's putting immigration on pause, y'all. People at the time of this recording are like, what's that mean? How long? What programs are we talking about? Is it permanent? Is this through an EO? Uh, what does Department of Homeland Security know? Nobody knows much yet. I know they're working on something now, but it's just, you know, I, I think a lot of people are talking about can legally he do this or whatever, but clearly this is just a way to create a, again, let's do racist smoke bomb because he's completely botching the response and we still have no way to really effectively test, you know, a significant number of American people. Yeah. It, it seems like there's a, a big difference between like what, what he says and what he does and like what he says is what he like wishes he were able to do. And it's almost, it, I, I sometimes like wonder if it's worth even paying attention to what he says because so often it's not legal and it's designed specifically to get a uh, a response. But is is right. this something that like he's actually like he has policy behind? I mean, they're trying to. I mean, again, this is things that they're even trying to figure out legally what what the you know what the parameters of something like this could look like. So that's him just saying something because, you know, a lot of people also point to, well, he did the China travel ban, which was way too late. Everything's been late. Everything's been at least three weeks late, if not months late. Um, and again, like you're saying, is it worth talking about? No, because really what we need to be doing is keep t talking about how we need more testing. And for somebody who's so horny to reopen the country, just listen. It's like the one thing the experts are saying, like, hey, yeah, we want to get the country open, too. You see the countries that are reopening? It's because they have a proper testing regime, and they can find out who has right. the virus. Then they can do contact tracing, isolate them, and get a handle on it. But he doesn't – it's not even, like, about that. Yeah. Right. I mean, he doesn't want testing, I think. Like, obviously, he doesn't want to work for it. He would rather, you know, say that he's going to just stop immigration forever. That's his main plan, like – Testing right. does not benefit him in any way. Like he, no. he loves this. He's thriving. He's enjoying it. It is. Yeah. It's so he has his radio show. Talk, yeah, his daily radio show at the he, press he conference has that mentality of like a lot of older black and brown men, which is don't go to the doctor because they're going to tell you something's wrong. Yeah, and just basically like don't need the testing. We don't need to hear that news. And the it's it's sort of like a guy who really wants to play like in his like company softball game, and he has a broken leg, and he's like. Doctor, you got to give me a note that says I can play in the big game. And he's like, but you're let you just broke that shit two days ago. You can't play on. He's like, no, nah, I just need the note. I just need something that says I can play. But it's like, but you effectively <laughs> cannot part. That does nothing. Right. That's, that, that's actually, yeah, yeah. you will re-injure yourself trying to play. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I just need to right. get out there. So it's you'll write me the note then? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it, people kept comparing him to the mayor in Jaws right. uh, early on in the epidemic, but um, it seems like this is after the scene, like the July 4th scene where the shark just starts eating everybody in front of like news cameras and everyone's like, oh, fuck, there is a shark. Like we shouldn't have opened. And the mayor, th this is like if the mayor was like, yeah, but we're going to keep the beaches. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. It's like let's, the mayor's like, right sharks have always been at the beaches. I don't know. Right. I've always lost friends. <laughs> I've lost like tens, thousands, 
so many this friends is to sharks. Like, Very what normal. else are sharks going to eat? Yeah, you think those shark attacks were bad. I mean, there's lots of boating accidents every day. You don't make a big deal about those. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, we're not talking about where this shark came from, because that's definitely not right. an American shark. God sent so, this right. shark. God sent this shark from <laughs> China. And yeah. now we must uh, completely... And yeah, this, this whole rhetoric has just been... I guess embraced at by anyone who is a good Trump loving supporter or company that is adjacent to any GOP fundraising because yeah the immigrant blame game is also happening at the Smithfield Foods pork processing plant which is in South Dakota and it's one of the worst infection clusters in the United States like more than right. some nursing homes and things they have something over 700 confirmed cases um for these people who are doing, dude, they're providing. I think that place turns out something like five or six percent of the pork that, that that we eat in this entire country, and all oh, the Jesus. people who are working in these food processing plants. Again, other essential work done in very close quarters. And when you listen, when you hear about the story of this facility, very little fucks given about their safety from their employers. So when a lot of people were asking, "What's going on? Why do you have all these cases here?" You know, what do you have to say for yourself as a company? You know, there's a, a lot of their workers are immigrants. Um, and a spokesperson said that it was hard to know, quote, what could have been done differently, given that the plant has a, quote, large immigrant population. What? So that, and then people are like, what the so, fuck does that mean? So then they go on to say living circumstances in certain cultures are different than they are with your traditional American family. And then this spokesperson and another person were pointing to these comments that the governor of their state, uh, Christy Nome, said that, quote, this is what the governor of South Dakota said. Ninety nine percent of the spread of infections wasn't happening inside the facility, but inside the workers homes, because a lot of these folks who work at this plant live in the same community, the same building, sometimes in the same apartments. You know, they're disgusting immigrant. They're subhuman people. And that's how we're going to describe them for the purposes right. of not having any responsibility for the well-being of these these workers. Yep. It's, yeah, yeah, it's very convenient. That's most infuriating is knowing that these workers were never being taken care of. And this is just like, we're just hearing about it now because their situation now affects us on a greater whole. But like this right. whole situation is just like, it's like putting a magnifying glass on like how many people are day to day their lives have been trash and they've been mistreated right. and forgotten and like how just like crap every like society is just designed so poorly. Yeah, it's almost in a way like people are like, man, COVID-19, like look at look at everything it's done. It's like, nah, actually, like it just gave us we we took a breath for a second so we could look behind us and be like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. All the time, all the time. Um, and so they talk even to what you're saying about the safety of the workers. The This company did an absolutely abysmal fucking job in like even communicating, right? Given that they have a large, their, their employees are immigrants and have very limited English comprehension, let alone for reading. They were posting signs in English that were basically like, fax your healthcare person to tell them if you are feeling unwell immediately go very very like long instructions in english but clearly that's done on purpose because they don't want to actually alarm the people because they need to keep making money and keep processing the food um but they're also saying that like they were also uh giving out a free lunch to the workers saying hey thanks for stopping by like thanks for thanks for coming in here we really appreciate it but that basically forced all their employees through one common space at one time, which probably did not help infection mm -hmm. rates. And at a certain point, people were saying like, well, what do you, you know, asking, what do you get for protection? Uh, well, there was like, they're saying we got like cardboard cubicles that we could like eat around during lunch and that some people got PPE in the form of beard nets to wear over their faces, not masks, fucking hair net. To wear as a mask was right. That was the PPE they were given. Oh, okay. yeah. The whole article. <laughs> I mean, seems effective. I don't. The whole article is just worth reading again because uh, just like the story you were talking about, Jack, about the person who worked in the ICU ER in New York and what that experience is like, looking at the humanity of the crisis from that perspective, and then even this to know, like you're even saying, Shannon, about how we are conti just continuously shitting on the people who are so essential to doing. The most basic shit, keeping us fed, 
that it's how easily some of these companies can just treat uh you know the people who are helping us live uh it's 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 worth a read it's but it's it can be upsetting yeah most things are upsetting right right now we will have that in the footnotes (laughs) Mm -hmm. footnotes Let's talk about uh, grocery stores, because speaking of locations that a lot of people have to go through, grocery stores have been kind of the single consumer space that still feels somewhat the same. Like, I, you know, there were lines at uh, the local Ralph's slash Kroger um, where, you know, that wrapped around the block at first, but these days it's starting to feel a little bit more similar where there's not like long lines and it's not as it's just everybody's wearing masks and gloves, but otherwise like there's not as many empty shelves, but the employees are getting sick at grocery stores because, you know, everybody's coming through and the grocery stores, you know, like we've talked about how airplanes like are a small margin business and therefore they just don't clean the planes in between flights. And that's why you always get sick after you fly. Grocery stores are a thin margin business. And so they don't do a good enough job of like cleaning the workspace and giving their uh, employees PPE. And, you know, they're they're getting sick and it's it's, uh, you know, probably time to think about a different way of doing well, it. Well, it's. There are ways, at least a lot of the grocery stores I've seen, they're they're trying to do as much as they can to keep the employees safe. There was a poll that from actual grocery store workers that that said about 85% of the workers felt that the customers themselves do not come in in a way that they feel that they are being safe or regarding their safety in terms of social distancing, walking in there, fucking no mask, fucking coughing and shit. Like, Like I said, I think because going to a grocery store is like it it's like the one thing that still feels normal like yeah you get your cart right what do i need i go this it's still like there there are ways to sort of kind of like fall back into these old patterns and i think for the people that work there they're like yo these people are fucking wild now like and i'm i and i do not feel safe the problem is you know with a lot of the suggestions that are that people are giving which is sort of like just go to completely curbside pickup contactless grocery shopping it's just tough because that is requires a lot more people to fulfill orders in an efficient way like that than it would just to merely like operate a grocery store. And like to what you're saying, like the margins are so thin, even though there's a lot of people buying groceries now, a lot of that money is being spent on hiring more people just to keep up with the business. So to right. go to go to that next level, to take it to like a full on use an app. I mean, not only there's also the problem with what do you do to people who cannot access the technology to make a fully online order who do not have credit card? You know, I mean, there's already, there's so many, like so many issues with it, but it's a problem because like when you look at New York, dozens of grocery store workers have, have passed away because of coronavirus. So it's like, what the fuck, how, you know, so it puts us in this spot where we're not saying we need to close them, but shit, what's the best fucking way to do this? Because we, we, there's, we damn sure can't just keep, you know, putting these workers at risk if, if customers aren't going to exercise responsibility. Yeah. I totally agree that we are not at a place where we can just shut grocery stores because we don't have, like not everyone has access to just go online and order for a delivery of groceries to show up to them. We're just not prepared. It's not logical at this point. And I think like the, I'd say like the second most triggering thing for me personally was like when they told us to not go out grocery shopping and I've only been grocery shopping three times since I started isolating on the 12th and it's nerve wracking because I go to the grocery store and I feel like I see so many of the workers doing their like their absolute best like I've only been to 365 here in Silver Lake and um you know they have the six foot rule for the line you have to have a mask they like completely sanitize down the carts before you touch them most people inside the stores are being pretty good, but there's just like absolute mouth breathers who will never learn their lessons. Like I will be patiently waiting for someone to finish choosing whatever, you know, pasta they want or whatever. And I'm obviously like six feet away waiting and they're like lurking. Right. Yeah. And an absolute moron will show up, reach over that person. Like, yeah arm over and i'm like what are you doing it's like excuse me you got to get these annie's cheddar bunnies 
Yeah, it's it's <laughs> insane. I'm just like, why can't we practice like patience, mindfulness, like just like be in the moment and remember that you can't reach over someone anymore. I had a woman touch. This is so funny, but I had a woman like I left my cart to go get some food and I was two feet away from it. And she I turned around and she was holding my cart with both hands and she wasn't wearing gloves and I was wearing gloves and a mask and she wasn't wearing um, gloves. I already said that, but I'm freaking out. Um, and when I said, oh, excuse <laughs> me, that's my cart. She went, Ugh. and she like pulled her hands off and then pulled out a um, a sanitizer wipe. And I was like, oh, she's going to kindly sanitize my cart, which she touched with her disgusting bare hands. <laughs> no, this woman like wiped her own hands and like walked away looking at me like I was nasty. And I was like, you're the one going around <laughs> touching people's carts. Okay. Yeah. You she's got the thing. She goes, oh, you're wearing gloves and a mask. You must have you. Something must be wrong with you. See, I'm healthy. That's why I do not have any protection because I am untouched. Right. Yeah. I was pure. like, you, you are the wild card that we're all yeah. afraid of. Yeah, like the, the it's it's so funny, like seeing people well, funny but terrifying, seeing people take off their masks to sneeze. Have you guys seen that? No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my no. Like, I'm so limited wild. in like the time I even spend. I, I treat I try and get in and out as quickly as possible. Cause like I'm half the time I feel like I could be asymptomatic. I don't get I don't get sick all the time, but sometimes I'll know people around me, like in my family have. So in my mind I'm like fuck, man, what if I'm just carrying that shit? So, like, I half treat half the time I'm treating myself like I'm the fucking ticking time bomb. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, don't even look at me. Like, please just take this fucking, like, yeah. I'm like, y'all have Apple Pay? No? All right, fuck it, I'm not coming in here. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I had to, like, my yeah. card wasn't working and I had to swipe it more than once and I was panicking. I was like, oh, no, sweating. I'm so sorry, everybody. But I like- mean, yeah, and, and I think that's, you'd hope that people can exercise that kind of compassion in terms of, like, I don't do that because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's everything is so bad for me. It's just like, fuck, man. Like we have such a duty to each other to try yeah. and ensure the best outcome that it's like, you have to like, in a way, like I, I have to look at everybody as being my family. Like I got to give a fuck, even if I, you know, whatever, don't know you, but I want to exercise that same amount of courtesy. Like, fuck bro. Like that, if you were my mother, father, brother, whatever, and at the store, I would want to make sure people around you are treating you with, you know, being safe and consider it so yeah yeah like you want people i just want people to feel not just I, I want them to be safe and i want them to not get anything from me or from anyone else i also just want people to feel comfortable i feel like you showing up someplace knowing you're going to be around other people now without a mask and without gloves and without those precautions is the same thing as someone just walking around with their dick hanging out it doesn't make us feel safe or comfortable and you shouldn't do it because your dick can easily stay in your pants you don't have to have it out man like it's, the, it's, it's not the new dick hanging out. Yeah, I'm like you all are a bunch yeah. of Louis C.K.s, and you're fucking freaking me out. Well, they's trying to. Well, look, you know, they, they, if the masks are off, then they can fire up this economy as quickly as possible. Man, fuck this economy. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, what one thing that uh, I was just thinking about is that grocery stores used to be a counter that you would go to and basically hand them a list and then they would go in the back and like get the things for you. I wonder if like going back to that model might make sense. Like, I mean, that's kind of how a lot of like takeout restaurants, they have a counter out front that you just have to order ahead and then come pick up your order, which, you know, minimizes the interaction that happens once you're there. But I wonder if even having that sort of, that uh, model of just a counter that uh, where you can hand a list uh, might work as a way to get over the fact that not everybody has access to Postmates or whatever. Right. And I think that, I mean, and then you probably just have to, everyone would just have to kind of come to grips with the fact that like, maybe you can't get your shit immediately. Like you got to go drop yeah, off you your order wait, like, and then you hour. get it like, you know, a couple hours later, come pick it up. They'll be like, all right, I'll have your bags ready for, you know, like just like that. But I yeah. think yeah. that's, those are the kinds of problem solving exercises that are going on, I think in the industry, because a lot of, especially like people who like, who are managing the stores, they're, they're the ones who are also being like, fuck man, I also, I kind of want no customers in this motherfucker. Cause these people somehow sometimes don't know how to act. Or unfortunately, my employees get sick and like, how the fuck do we do this where we're doing, you know, it's tough. 
But yeah, anyway. I think pe- holding people accountable is good, though. I think it's okay to say, hey, dude, you're being reckless. Get out of this grocery store. <laughs> like, is I think we should start yeah. kicking people out of places if they're not, you know, behaving accordingly. Yeah, because I don't know how I don't know how pervasive it is like across the state, but I know in LA, like it's pretty much like, yo, don't come in here if you are unmasked. Like it's just yeah. like you yeah. need. To, I'm sorry, no mask, you, no service. Yeah, so, a sign now. And I don't know yeah. how many other states or cities are doing that, but like I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like just at a fucking minimum, let's just yeah. do fucking everything we can. You're not even allowed to bring yeah. your own personal reusable bags. So now, right. Which is, I mean, good because obviously, like those bags get used a lot, and I don't. I know from personal experience, I don't clean my reusable bags that often. So that, that can often get pretty or ever. Like I'll do it like once a year. <laughs> but Damn! Look at you, fancy money bags, I, coffee over here. I uh, I just put it down <laughs> in a wash, you know, the washing machine, one seventy five. Not that big of a deal. Um, but I think it's um in a weird way. I think it's important. And, and cool to have to test your own patience, though, when you're saying that, like, you know, we have to be okay with not immediately getting the things you want. Like, yeah. I think instant gratification is a shitty thing that we've learned. And I'm excited to have people challenge themselves to learn to not have to get everything they want immediately. Like, you know, people right. who didn't grow up in privilege didn't have that experience ever for most of their life. Sometimes never. They they never get it. So it's like I'm pretty tired of people whining about not being able to get like a pina colada immediately. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. All right, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh and just briefly, uh, the lieutenant governor of Texas is taking a really strong stance on the whole situation that we were just talking about. Yeah. Uh, he he just wants to get that bad boy back open get, and you know. bust that economy wide open. Just bust it open mm. for me. That's exactly what he wants. At last, he first became famous uh, for going on Fox and basically saying like you know what, the grandparents of America are ready to fucking die for this economy if that means leaving a better fucking economy for just white children. So uh, now he's back on his bullshit. He was on Tucker Carlson. And this dude is taking a fucking victory lap right now on like, hey, we got to do this. I'm telling you, he's like, yeah, yeah, people wanted to say like I was being brutal or uh, something about me lacked all this humanity, uh, but I think I'm vindicated. So he's on here now. Um, listen to his new. How is he vindicated? Because I think he's. I think they were referencing like why, um, you know, with a lot of these astroturf protests of people being like, "Open the economy!" Like we're dying because I can't go to fucking supercuts and Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. Like that, he started being like, "Yeah, man, like look, look, the people, the people know what the risk is here." And I think that's what he was trying to getting at. And so listen Split to him ends. on, yeah, listen to him on Dan Patrick, or that's his name is Dan Patrick. Pardon me, not the uh, great uh, ESPN uh, announcer. Uh, this is him on Tucker Carlson uh, just saying, this is where he's he starts off by coming at Dr. Anthony Fauci for saying that he got the science all wrong. I mean, at the end of January, Dr. Fauci, who I have great respect for, said this wasn't a big issue. Three weeks later, we were going to lose 2 million people. Another few weeks later, it was one to 200,000. Now it's under 60,000. And we've had the wrong numbers, the wrong science. And I don't blame them. But let's face reality of where we are. In Texas, we have 29 million people. We've lost 495, and every life is valuable. But 500 people out of 29 million, and we're locked down, and we're crushing the the average worker. We're crushing small business. We're crushing the markets. We're crushing this country. And what I said when I was with you that night, there are more important things than living. And that's saving this country for my children and my grandchildren and saving this country for all of us. And I don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. But man, we got to we got to take some risk and get back in the game and get this country back up and running. He sounds so sure that those kids aren't going to die. I'm so confused why he thinks that grandchildren aren't going to die. It's because right. they're, they're just operating on the same set of bullshit facts that they have to tell themselves why this isn't that bad, which is it only affects really old people. Uh, Americans want to go back to work to continue to be wage slaves for the corporate class. Uh, and that's all. And don't worry about it. Just uh, we have to leave something behind, which is so funny because what I want to do is have that tattooed on his forehead and then ask him about climate change. 
uh, because for all this shit of like, right. you know, we've got to preserve something. We've got to leave something behind. Get the, f- that's why I'm like, you know what? I, in a way, I, I wish more, more people had the savvy to look at someone saying something like that and go, you aren't talking about human beings. You're, you're making, you're a human being who has been co-opted by the corporate class to give a soundbite to make other human beings believe that this is something we would want for ourselves. Yeah. Right. I think it's really easy to see, you know, to think about small businesses dying and get really worried for the economy and be like, well, just a couple of people are going to die and not think about what it is when someone actually dies a terrible, right. slow, painful death. So like if this guy really wants yeah. to do this, I think we should have to live stream every patient in the hospital who's taking their last breath and then ha- over it just have it say sponsored by mcdonald's like right. you know like sponsor these right. deaths and just like i'm loving it we should have to watch these people die because of our choices so that people yeah. really get what is happening like we don't just go out there and and go back to living normal without consequences and i don't think that everyone is aware fully of our, our of the consequences we have to pay for this right yeah, and again, ask, okay, if you're ready to go back to work, like, how would you feel? Would you be willing to say, like, of those 500 people, uh, three of them are your family members? Could you handle that? You willing to, right. you willing to put, five, can you put five on it? Can you put five family members on yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then just have that shit roll off your back like it's all good because your fucking Jimmy John's franchise is booming again? They're so sure it's not going to be their people. That's why they feel okay taking right. the risk. They're like, it's going to be some, like, old lonely person with no friends or family it's like no it's gonna be a black or brown person let's be we, real that's yeah and i think that's right. another reason why it's easier to demand that we go back to work you are that's the class right. of people who it's gives, not we it's yeah, yeah it's guys. y'all 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 cut my hair you cut my grass my fucking golf course you fucking mix my drinks i want to go back to my hyper consumption lifestyle at your expense now go die for this shit yeah there was a guy who, uh, I mean, he was he was not a politician. He was just a everyday ordinary uh, guy. But he had a couple posts go viral because he was one of the first to be like, "We need to open America back up," and uh, like the governor can't keep us closed down. And if you want to stay at home, that's your that's your right. But don't get in my way when I'm going about my life. And he just died of coronavirus a couple <laughs> I think, a couple days ago. I mean, so. what? And I wonder what the um, people around him think when they hear that. Like the people who knew him. Like what do they like what do they what's their yeah, process? Probably probably pretty hard to reach. Right. No, but yeah. I mean on a real level, right? Because if you're around somebody like that who's saying it's bullshit on some level, you go, "Yeah, like he's I think he's kind of right." And then if it happens, are they going to immediately go, "Man, he was so wrong. I should never ever act like science doesn't matter. That was such an awful way to find out about this." Or are they going to be like, "I don't know, man. He was kind of a fucking weakling." I, you know, I'm, I'm actually curious, like, right. what that effect is to someone yeah. who might subscribe to that belief. Yeah, somebody should do a deep dive and just like uh, follow up with this American Life. This is your assignment. Go find everybody who liked one of that guy's original posts and Interview follow them. up with them and ask them how they're feeling. Uh, let's talk about Lululemon, which just I, ne- I never uh, see Lululemon in the in the um, news, and it's followed by like good stuff, good behavior. Right. It's always something fucked up. Um, so they have a art director who is hilarious, uh, dropping some hilarious racist jokes, uh, against Asian people. Yeah. Well, this, there was a, a, a shirt being sold by some other racist schmuck that was basically like a Chinese takeout box, like those white foldable takeout boxes that had like bat wings coming out the side. And it said, no, thank you. Uh, and it was like called like the bat Whoa. fried rice t-shirt and it says no thank you like in that fucking hyper bullshit racist what they probably call like right. oriental express font um <laughs> the so this art director like i guess retweeted or promoted this shit posted about it and was like oh it's just funny blah 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 fired okay and, and the lululemon people are saying like uh i think i just want to i, I want to make sure i'm getting the words of the company correctly um, they said that the, uh, that they acted immediately and the person involved is no longer an employee. 
Uh, and the shirt design is not a Lululemon product and, quote, opposes any discriminatory behaviors unless it's from the founder, Chip Wilson. Uh, and I always like to get this anecdote in because he always talks about how uh, Lululemon, he likes the name because it's funny to hear Japanese customers struggle to pronounce the letter L. Fun. Yeah. That's like some shit he told. That's not like some Snopes shit. That's like an, yeah. an interview he gave about the company. And his hot takes, uh, the, the, it's funny because this dude, his takes on birth control and smoking are also wild too. This is from another article, uh, another interview he had. He said, quote, women's lives changed immediately after the pill. Men did not know how to relate to the new female. Thus came the era of divorces. Mm. This is something he posted in mm. 2009. Then he goes on, quote, with divorce and publicity around equality, women in the 70s and 80s found themselves operating as, quote, power women. The media convinced women that they could win at home and be a man's equal in the business world. The 1980s gave way to power women dressing like men in boardroom attire with big shoulder pads. They went to three martini lunches and smoked because this is what their, quote, successful fathers did in the business world. It gets better. Quote, Breast cancer also came into prominence in the 1990s. I suggest this was due to the number of cigarette-smoking power women who were on the pill. Initial concentrations of hormones in the pill were very high, and taking on the stress previously left to men in the working world. Ultimately, Lululemon was formed because female education levels, breast cancer, yoga-slash-athletics, and the desire to dress feminine came together all at one time. Jesus That's a real fucking whole thing I just said with this man's words. Yeah, I am glad I've never bought anything from Lululemon. <laughs> I'm glad I've never stepped in a store. I'm glad no one's ever gifted me that trash. It's, oh you know what? God. You never find out that you have a racist coworker because they retweeted something racist. You know they're a racist because they act racist all the time. And there's all these right. little subtle things that they do throughout the day, all these little microaggressions. So they only fired that person because they got caught. But they were happy <laughs> right. working with them behind closed doors, being racist in their racist buildings. Like, right, right, right. In their racist ass company. I Hey, I but mean, they're flexible as fuck. <sighs> Benefit. Do you know that he's um, also a huge Ayn Rand fan? Of course. <laughs> Ayn Rand. He printed. Of course he, he is. printed. Who is John Galt on company bags, Jesus like hidden Christ. on the thing? And then when the CEO found out, they were like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" And uh, like, th then they had to like, you know, can it. But he did it without the Brent. CEO knowing. Like, this is just how this guy yeah. fucking operates. But hey, big Ayn Rand fan. These people are getting paid so much money. It's yeah. so upsetting. I'm like, whatever happened, I just want like, is there like one cool hacker out there who can like hack their bank account and spread the wealth to the little people? I know, that's like, really the please. next the next level. Just Yeah, I'm like, please. I, I When I was growing up, like I remember thinking hackers were like these cool people and now they're just people who like leak nudes and you're like, why? Don't do that. That's not cool. You know what's cool? Eating the rich. Yeah. <laughs> like. Come on. Yeah, go to right. you want to see that thing where it says bank account 40 million and you go beep deleted yeah. zero and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I I want that so simpler bad. times, like, simpler times. Please. <laughs> Just like hack Lululemon, take their money and give it to us. Yeah. So we we talked on yesterday's episode about the last dance documentary about the Chicago Bulls. And this was the first time I had watched uh, TV during the quarantine since commercials had changed. And I've noticed, and our writer Jay McNabb wrote this breakdown of, like, all the ads are basically the same. They all are... It, it makes sense to me that they had to get rid of previous ads. There was apparently a KFC uh, ad campaign that was focused around their finger-licking good slogan, and just consisted of different people uh, licking their spice-coated hands and sticking their fingers in their mouths and in each other's mouths, which Ew. didn't age well. Hey. And so they, they had to pull those ads. And I, I think there are some other examples of ad campaigns that people were just like, yeah, that's not going to... People aren't going to be able to... Uh, stomach that now in in the post-COVID world. Uh, so all of these different uh, corporations decided to like create these 
more appropriate for the time ads, but they all like basically created the same ad. It's like right. the, the the stupid version of uh, everybody inventing the light bulb at the same time. Like it's just they all made this ad where it's made of stock footage, first of all, because you can't shoot anything. So I think some of the ads even have like the same stock footage in it, or at least <laughs> it all looks the same. They start with really somber piano music. Right. They remind viewers how many years the company has been around and a part of your life. They remind you they're made of people and we're kind of a family. Mm. They preface their message with either especially now or now more than ever mm-hmm. or in these trying times or in these difficult times or troubled times or challenging times or they emphasize the safety of home and how you can buy this product from home. Uh, the company is here to help or here for you. Uh, we're all in this together. And uh, then the music speeds up and everyone's clapping on balconies at the end. Yeah, That's basically every ad at this point. It's such a weird, like, I don't know, obviously they want to stay relevant and in your mind because they're like, okay, the second you can go outside, please patronize our businesses. But we want, we want to seem like the considerate company that you always loved. But even like the non-specific, they're also kind of like vague in that it's half like, yeah, it's tough, but also like, yeah, if you think this is bullshit, we don't want you to think we're like some libs who are like ready to be like rent strike or anything like that. So <laughs> right. let's just now more than ever embrace in the spirit of humanity. Right. Therefore, Chuck E. Cheese, where a kid <laughs> can be a kid. Like what? Yeah, they don't want to link the disease and the brand, obviously, because the disease bad, brand good. Uh, And they don't want to alienate viewers who think that coronavirus is overhyped or a hoax. So they just, you know, do this very vague bullshit thing that has, I mean, it's all advertising. It's just funny that they all had the exact same bad idea at the exact same time. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm that really li- not that surprised, That list of uh, all the different elements of a new ad is from a YouTube user called Microsoft Sam. Oh. Uh, but he did. Well, well observed, Microsoft Sam. It's just I'm not surprised that commercials are so bad during this time because I think they're always bad and they're always so repetitive. I think it's impossible to have an original idea. Personally, I hate the commercials where it's just like hodgepodge video footage of all these celebrities in their house being like, we're all in this together. And I'm like, no, we're not, Ellen. Okay, (laughs) your life is very different from our lives. Like, I don't want to see celebrities during this. I'm really tired of celebrities stepping up and being like, the people need me. And I'm like, you know, what we don't need is you and your ego. Go away. I'm not interested in your likes and your views and your content and your special, whatever product it is that you came up with that you dreamt up with. I don't trust it. I don't trust any of them. (laughs) I have trust issues now. I feel like I, I really, I feel like this is a time to not get sucked in to products companies celebrities i feel like we need to take back the power it's it's like these i feel like the media is just too much i can't i can't deal with celebrities just you got to go go to the silence of the hummingbirds you know what i mean and and just vibe out but i think uh, what the company should do for a good commercial is like almost like tease people that they're inside. You're like, ha ha, you wish you could ride this jet ski from Sea Do. <laughs> like, uh, look at how cool this shit is. You're like, fuck, bro. And this is over. I'm that. buying that. <laughs> like, Wait, no. You know what I would love for advertisements? If like you get like one creepy person, you know, like they have like a mask, gloves, they're mm-hmm. being totally distant, but they stand like probably like far away from your window, but close enough where you could see them. And they're like hanging out, out of a bush and they're like, here, Lysol wipes. And they're just holding a product. I think that would be more interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Like window yeah. ads, like be like, "Yo, yeah. look out your window!" And you're ah. like, "Oh my!" You're like, Wait, "Douglas, is that you?" And it's just yeah. like your friend Douglas from Improv Four Hundred One <laughs> is like now selling products outside your window. It's like, yeah, ever since they closed the theaters, I've uh, been looking for other work. But yeah, the- rest in peace. Douglas is such a talent. Yeah. He's like really funny, but like he's he's like undercover funny, so he's never gonna make it, you know. 
Right, right, right. It's so weird. Right. He's like always yeah, funny yeah. like after class. Yeah, I feel like he gets performance <laughs> anxiety. Like when the lights are on, he's like out. But as soon as you're in the back, hilarious. Oh my God. It's like those five, like right before we go on and then right after. It's like, dude, just do that on stage, Douglas. Yeah. Ah, or else you're gonna go back to copywriting for an ad agency for 20 years. No, you guys, are we Douglas? <laughs> we are Douglas. Shout out to Douglas. <laughs> We're all Douglas. Cool. You guys want to do a Herald real quick? Douglas. We are Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> also, a Norwegian artist sculptor uh, who mainly works on knife based pieces uh, tweeted just an amazing update. Uh, he tweeted So it turns out I'm an idiot. Yesterday, I was making one of my furniture aerobics videos, and I was balancing on something sketchy. Needless to say, I fell, and I fell onto my knife sculpture because I'm an idiot who leaves life-threatening items standing around. Uh, And then the picture is of just... Probably a hundred knives sticking it's out of a... It's an absolute fucking nightmare of a... I don't even know <laughs> if you can call this a sculpture. It's a bunch of fucking... It's yeah. basically a bunch of blades jutting so out at scary. you. so scary. I can't believe they're alive. I think that's... I'm mostly impressed that they didn't die. Right. At that yeah. point, can the hospital just be like, you know what, dude? Honestly, we're not going to treat you. Nah. Yeah, with all this shit going on, I you mean, want to fuck around and do an aerobics video by your knife? Is this a joke? Please tell me you were assaulted with by right. uh, someone wielding a knife and not doing a fucking gymnastics. Like that's yeah. that's when you have to lie when you get to the hospital. Oh, yeah. You're just like, yeah, I was stabbed by fifty people at the same time. Yeah, in this um, very weird way that would almost look like a board of knives hit me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta lie. But then what do you do? They probably won't believe you if you said, what happened? So I'm doing one of my aerobics videos near my knife sculpture. And who would have thought I was balancing on something sketchy and I slipped. I don't know. But actually, when I talked to my friend who's a nurse, she always had the wildest stories. So they're never like, oh, that didn't happen. This is nothing. Yeah. This is just a Wednesday. Yeah. They're like, this is nothing. They're like, oh, it's knife sculpture guy. All right. Get the back team. Yeah. (laughs) Should we all make knife sculptures? Yeah, right. I think so. Maybe we should all do it. We're all it. Douglas, and we should all make nice We're all sculptures. Douglas and we're all nice sculptors. <laughs> uh, Shannon, it's been a pleasure having you back on the Daily Zeitgeist. Where can people uh, find you and follow you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter. That's Coffee S. Or on Instagram, Coffee, C-O-F-F-E-Y. And yeah, that's pretty much where I am, you know? The only place you could find me unless you want to like stand in line at the grocery store six feet away from me, then I'll be doing jokes there. Yeah. Boom. Great. There you go. Thanks for having me. You do me. stand up when you're lined up at the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. I 100%. I bring like a little mic and a little speaker and I'm like, all right, everybody. Do some crowd work. <laughs> yeah. You gotta. You know, I'm just trying to get work. He's like, I don't know. This corny got me horny. Three, six, five. More like three, six, fine. Wow, look at the honeys in here anyway. <laughs> Actually, it is very horny at the grocery store right now. Yeah, yeah, every, every, oh, yeah. everywhere is horny. It's like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if this is good or bad for humanity. I feel like once people put on masks, like I fucking became very, very just okay to do on the streets where I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and also very hard <laughs> to know if someone's eye fucking you just happened to catch your eyes. You know, there's very, you have to, you have to connect a lot of dots after eye contact with a mask on. Yeah. Like I was at the pharmacy picking up something and I was like, someone was looking, the cashier was looking at me and I would look again and I'm like, what's going on? Like, is there something on me? Am I... Do they think I'm somebody? I don't know. These are the thoughts I have with a mask on. I love that. Mm. That should be a series. These are the thoughts thoughts. I have with a mask on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mask on. (laughs) Uh, Shannon, is there a tweet or some other work on social media you've been enjoying? I'm enjoying the internet, all of it. It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to get that tweet. You know, I think I, yeah, I think the meme that I mentioned earlier about wanting a Mary uh, houseplant is pretty good. Or, you know, just I saw a meme that was, why is my cat screaming? And it said, because wouldn't, well, like, the real question is, why aren't you screaming? You should be screaming. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that meme.
Uh, Miles, where can people find you and what's the tweet you've been enjoying? Find me Twitter, Instagram, PlayStation Network, Miles of Gray, my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance, talking about 90 Day Fiance. Hi, with Sophia Alexandra. Uh, shout out to everybody who stopped by that Twitch stream. The tweet I like, uh, it's one from Reductress, another one from Reductress. It says, I went as a nurse for Halloween in third grade. Here's what you need to know about coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> Pixelated boat. AKA Mr. Tweets tweeted, thinking of Seinfeld plots that could happen during quarantine, e.g. Kramer gets too into bread making and converts his apartment into an industrial bakery. Mm. The deafening roar of the bread machinery ruins Jerry's Zoom-based stand-up special. Meanwhile, George is dead. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on miles. What is that going to be for today? Um, let's do a song... Just thinking about good vacuuming music. Then I was thinking there was the that DJ Cool song, Let Me Clear My Throat, was in the news recently. And then I was thinking about the sample from Let Me Clear My Throat. And I want to listen to that. Let's write on that because that's a very nice upbeat song. Um, and it's... No, that's from that Cool one? in the Gang. The other one is... Okay. Let me clear my throat. So that um, that's actually a super fast. The song is actually the original song is very fast. Uh, they had to slow it down. Uh, but that track is by Marva Whitney and it's called "Unwind Yourself." So in these times, you know, just de-stress, unwind yourself. It's actually a really upbeat track. So this is Marva Whitney with "Unwind Yourself." All right. Well, we are going to ride out on that. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. That's going to do it for us for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what is trending. We will talk to you guys then. Bye. Bye.